Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the very first episode. Before we jump into the recording, just a couple of housekeeping issues. Number one, there was a lot going on with this episode. It was the first recording I ever did. And believe me when I say that there were a lot of technical problems. So we had to switch the recording up a little bit about halfway through, which is entirely my fault. So I apologize early on for that. Also, we had a pretty considerable amount of white noise, and I apologize for that as well. In the future, I'm going to do my best to try and eliminate all white noise as possible, uh, but it doesn't take away from the recording because it, it's such a stellar recording, <laughs> but just be aware that there is quite a lot of white noise. Also, uh, due to circumstances beyond my control at the time, uh, there was not as much discussion as I would have liked for there to have been. Uh, in the future, I think discussion of the topic will go to about 20 to 25 minutes, and I think we got maybe around 10 minutes, and I really believe we could have gone a lot deeper into the topic and just really dissected it more. And in the future, there will be a lot more of that, so I apologize that the discussion and the overall episode was just a lot shorter than it was supposed to be. But thank you again very much for tuning in. And here we go with our very first episode. I hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome to the very first episode of Geisler's Guidelines, the blog turned podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Geisler. And with me today, in the studio basement, which is not my basement, but it's not creepy, are Bill and Paula Cook. They are two very special friends of mine for many different reasons, but I am so grateful to have them here on the very first episode of my podcast. Also here in our studio audience, which has every seat packed, because there's only one seat, is Maya. She is my coworker, and she will be our lively studio audience today, so big shout out to her as well. Uh, but without further ado, let's go ahead and start the episode. Bill and Paula, will you please introduce yourselves? Well, I'm terribly honored, Jordan, to be uh, among a guest, the first guest, along with William, uh, on the very first uh, blog-turned podcast. Um, I uh, have nothing but compliments to you uh, about doing this. Um, yes, my name is Paula Cook. And um, I, along with William, own Thistledown Farm. Thank you, Paul. So happy to be here, too, Jordan. You inspire me every day. I, as you know, I'm a, a rabid conservative, so I look forward to uh, <laughs> I look forward to the discussions that we're going to that are going to occur around this roundtable. Thank you. As we get into the podcast, you will learn that. Bill being a conservative is a bold-faced lie, but that is okay because all opinions are welcome at this table. Uh, so I want to say thank you very much for being my first guests. I really wanted to have you on the first episode because you both inspired and pushed me to do a blog. And since the blog is now a podcast, it's kind of your brain grandchild. And so I thought it'd be really important to have you here and you'll be happy to know there was a little bit of pushback about having you on the podcast because apparently there's a little bit of competition to be on that. my show. That's it. Um, kind of flattered that 
this early on, I've already got people grabbing to be on the show, but uh, my parents were particularly um, surprised that yeah. I wouldn't have them on first, my dad especially, but... Um, all Are you of... meaning to say that we trumped your parents? I think, yes. You could say that you trumped my parents and that it was a huge <laughs> surprise to them <laughs> that you guys were going to be on first, but um, they will be on the show at some point. Um, but thank you again both for being I'd here. I'd like to be on the first video when we do that too, if you don't mind. First video? Yeah, first video cast. Okay. When we bump up in podcast. Okay. Thank you. I'll have to make sure to look good that day because I look a little homeless today. But I generally look homeless at work because I don't wear the best of clothes to work. But not because I don't have respect for my job. It's because, you know, I don't look that How do you feel great. about homeless people? Homeless people, um, I think they need a home. That's what I think about homeless people. I agree. Uh, yes. We will. Maybe we'll start a fund after we get money for this show. Um, Excellent. So how about you both uh, just tell us a little bit about yourselves and then how, and you can both say how I came in, into your lives and made it better. Okay. Well, uh, to say that you made it better, um, let's see, should we say, yes, we can say that. Uh, I believe that your parents brought you out here to the farm and the first introduction was hello this is our son jordan he needs a job uh what can you pay him and can he start work for you immediately um i was a little hesitant you know he had never been around pigs uh horses chickens were an issue yeah chickens were an issue they still are an issue, are an issue but i must say my compliments to jordan for going into the coop so uh and and also collecting eggs that are uh alone and sad in the nest uh definitely not with a hen on top um and also i have to compliment him on his growth not only intellectually but physically as well um he threw hay like a machine this year, uh, putting hay up, 930 bales, uh, a very long day. So um, I'm thrilled that Jordan has joined us on Thistledown Farm. Thank you very much. I'll slip you that 20 for complimenting me so much. Uh, make on. it in fives, please. I just want all fives. Okay, I'll, I'll give you all fives. Bill? Ah, uh, yes. As I recall, I didn't know anything about Jordan, but I did fly with his father for several weeks, taught him most about what he knows about flying, at least good flying, and he came out the better man for it. He happened to mention that he had a uh, special needs son. and Special needs in a very different sense than... That's so true. Special General. needs as only needing to expand his knowledge of the rural world. Uh, let's Thank put it this way. Thank you for the clarification. Now, as, uh, in, in fairness, the last time I asked Jordan to go out and work on the Kubota ZTR uh, mechanically, he was flawless. The first time I asked, he said, I handed him a screwdriver, and he said, which end does the turning? That's probably not a lie. It's pretty close to the truth. I did not know what, uh, what's what that one it? brand of screwdriver? Not a brand, it's a type. But I oh, thought, Phillips. I thought Phillips was a brand of screwdriver because it just has, like, that's a name that sounds like a brand. True. And, probably was original. Uh, yeah. Not going to lie, uh, 
I, I was kind of upset that it wasn't a brand, but I'm glad I now know that it's not a brand of screwdriver. Incredible advancement, yes. Yeah, I've come so far. Yes. Um, um, how much were you going to charge his family for this education? Oh, yeah, it's like a, a bill, 2700 bucks right now for lessons that I've taught. Yeah, oh, my, I thought it was 17000 no. Last week it was 17000 Yeah, I was excited. It'll only go up. Okay. But um, sure. my parents are gravely in debt to Bill and Paula for all that they've taught me because learning doesn't come cheap. Um, and we haven't gotten a single bottle of Blanton's out of it. Oh, you can't that, say that. We can talk about alcohol. I know, but we allowed to, are we allowed to trade? Uh, that's a trademark name. I don't know if we're allowed to say that. This is a trademark podcast, tit for tat. I don't think so. No. My it. name's trademark. Your name's trademark. You can say the bee bourbon. Okay. The bee bourbon. Okay. So um, the way our podcast is going to work is every week we'll be discussing a different topic um, of random choosing. So there will be absolutely no heads up whatever time, uh, at any time, for me or the guests of what we're going to be talking about, um, just to keep things interesting. And we have got this nice little bowl of topics uh, to go off of, so I'm going to ask everyone to take a topic of your choice. They're all folded up so no one can see what's inside. Classic bowl, by the way. No peeking, William. Yes, this bowl is a molded vinyl of bill cosby before things went down south for him into the jail all right so would everyone before like to he was topic? incarcerated yes okay revealed topic yes my topping or topic <laughs> i'd like to have some topping on this topic <laughs> is failure all right bill your topic Somehow my topic is right up my alley, risk-taking. <laughs> All right. And Maya, what is our topic? Fear. All right, fear. We've got three good topics. Yeah. And I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. What do you guys want to What do you guys want to do? Choose a topic. We've got fear, failure, and risk-taking. So is it, I'm going to understand, we pick one, and that will be the, today's discussion? That will, yes, that's I correct. Oh, I think risk-taking. Risk-taking? I have no disagreement. All right. May I see the card, please? Thank you very much. Maya, are you in agreement with risk-taking? Yes. Excellent. All right. Can we get a clap from that studio audience? All right. Here we go. Let's start the show. All right. So, um, would you guys say... <laughs> Bill is standing up. Uh, he's giving us a, a standing ovation already. We're doing a wave. Oh, we're doing the wave. Okay. We're doing the wave. If you guys could see us, you would be entertained. Um, would you guys say you're risk takers? Yes. And why would you say that? I married William. <laughs> I think, uh, but that's a risk that paid off. So far. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm definitely a risk taker. And why do you think that you're a risk taker? I'm an American male. Oh, and you're white. Testosterone. There's a lot of factors going in right now. Correct. That's a big risk taker. I guess I'm a risk taker too, man. Maya, do you think you're a risk taker? No. <laughs> what are you, is, do you think that's a bad uh, thing? Do you think that's a good thing? It can be bad. Limiting? Yeah. Yes, can be limiting. That's okay. I think risk taking is different per person because risks are not intrinsically good or bad. Correct. They, they, they can just be whatever 
due to the circumstances. Well, you can take a risk by leaving your house every day and getting in your car and driving on the road. Yeah. But it's a risk that you can uh, take and diminish, um, you know, the potential for harm by obeying laws, by making sure you have good maintenance on your vehicle, all those little check boxes that you kind of do on an everyday basis in life. But you can also take a risk by, um, you know, um, Maybe hey, we should define risk. Yeah, that's okay. a good idea. Define I risk. I think risk is like a chance um, that you do not necessarily know is going to have a good or bad outcome. Um, Isn't that true about every taking every breath? I I think potentially yeah. And I would like to take now also as the opportunity to say um, we have another guest in our studio. Her name is Goose. She is a single white female. Um, she likes walks in the park. Um, she likes rawhides and she likes belly rubs because she is a dog um, and that's no slur. Uh, so she is currently chewing away on a rawhide and having a grand old time. So if you hear a little bit of munching going on, that is our lovely goose. She is our in-house studio dog. So And she is, is uh, I She's have security. to add this. Security. I am Goose's mother. Mm -hmm. uh, Goose was, yes, purchased uh, in utero. She was named Goose before she was born, and uh, she is the most perfect yellow Labrador retriever that one um, It was a risky purchase. Mm. Risky it was, purchase. but... That's a good segue. But it was a risk I was willing to take. And it's paid off immensely, I, I Yes. Believe. So, oh, thank you very much, Bill. So dictionary definition of risk exposure to the chance of injury or loss a hazard or dangerous chance do you guys agree with that definition broadly i would say yes for instance loss you can uh, you can take a financial risk mm -hmm. you can take an emotional risk um you know there's I'm... all kinds of different types but i think uh exposure to the chance of loss covers a lot of ground mm-hmm but the most part, people typically probably think of it as when you're risking your life or limb. Yeah. What about you, Paul? Do you think that's an accurate definition? Um, I do. I, I guess, uh, yeah, I think of a risk more as, um, yes, a financial um, uh, risk, but also um, a physical risk. You know, I think that you you risk uh, being able to continue to walk by uh, maybe going to the loft and treading a little to the edge or um, taking your mind off of um, uh, what you're doing and, and you know, smashing your hand. Uh, there's, there's all those types of risks, but if you don't take certain risks, um, you're going to lead a fairly... Um, no risk, no no risk, no reward. Mm -hmm. Well, but you're you're not gonna. There's a lot of learning in doing a taking a risk. You learn, oops, I'm not gonna do that again. Or, wow, okay, I can do this. Maybe I have to modify my behavior a little bit, but the outcome was pretty positive. So I think risks are good, especially the calculated. Counter argument also true. No reward, no risk. We will actually, that's actually one of the questions I have on the card. That's something we're going to talk about in a little bit. But um, I have to say, I 
I don't really like that definition. It has a really negative connotation to it, insinuating a lot of loss instead of a lot of reward. Um, I think loss is definitely a part of risk, but I don't think it's necessarily all of risk. Statistically, when people take risks, do more of them succeed or do they have a positive outcome or do they have a negative outcome? I think if you're going on a very general level, it's going to be more of a negative outcome than a positive outcome. But there are so many different types of risks and on so many different types of levels that I would say it's hard to generalize all of them. Perhaps life is all about managing risk at every turn. That's what we're doing, managing risk. I think so, yeah. But I think something that, Paula, you kind of got to earlier was risk is conscious and unconscious. Like when you leave the house, unless you're like agoraphobic, you probably don't think about like, oh, well, there's a chance I might get shot today. Like that's not a conscious risk. In America, that's a substantial possibility. That is becoming more of a possibility. But I think in general, that's like, it's just not something that comes to your mind or like if you sit down in a chair you know you might it it's not a conscious thought like oh this chair might break underneath me like that's an unconscious risk you're taking but that's a calculated risk based on uh, previous experience you know that generally if you sit in a chair in most homes or most establishments it's a safe risk to take unless it's on roller wheels and you plop down into it and you go sliding across hit the desk and you flip out of the chair that has happened to me before how many times more than once okay that's all we need to know about that (laughs) um so what's a recent risk you guys have taken it can be big it can be small i built a cabin built so it's already finished no it is being built but each decision that's made can it proves to be a risky decision, but as a whole, there's this minimal is risk. A, this is not a physical injurious type risk uh, challenge. It's uh, financial, emotional. You know, will it play out? Energy risk. It's time an energy. Risk. It's a time yeah, risk. time risk. Yeah. So, anything? Any other risks you've taken? Uh, let's see. I have a risky job. What is it that you do, Bill? I fly heavy equipment. Oh, really? Like what kind of equipment? I'd rather not say. Oh, so like you work for the government? No, it's not government associated. So what is it you fly that's risky? Airplanes. Oh, I, I'm really shocked. Wow, I did not know. I did not know this before the podcast. I sure you did. It's the same thing your dad does. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm messing with you. You weren't I, aware that uh, Bill was a captain. Oh, he has never mentioned that he has captain status before. Not you mean he hasn't gone out to the barn and asked you to count the stripes on his shoulders when he's waving goodbye? He hasn't done that to me yet. But let's stay on topic, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, can I? Can I speak of a daily risk that we all take? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, So um, although we attempt to minimize our risk in the barn working with livestock by educating ourselves, by doing safe practices, closing stall doors, making sure gates are locked, keeping a clean 
and tidy work environment, all of these things that add up to minimize the risk, you still take a risk daily when you walk into a stall or into a pasture with an animal that is uh, much larger than you. I wholeheartedly agree. And that makes me think of risks I take with the animals. We have on our great farm some lovely and occasionally um, bitter uh, female alpacas, um, one of which uh, is particularly protective of the rest of the alpacas. Her name is Sophie. And while she is typically sweet, she tends to have um, not so much of a sweet spot for men uh, from what I've noticed. And so because she's very protective of her herd, uh, if I enter into the field, she does like to get in my face and occasionally spit in it. Um, and so as of late, I think maybe the girls are in heat because she just has little tolerance for me in the field. So I have to be sure to keep my face covered if I enter into the field. In your opinion, what is the riskiest uh, animal to engage with on the farm? Regardless of size or arms and legs. I, that's a tie for two different reasons. The first animal I would say is um, BFM, AKA Saxby's, who is uh, the head honcho rooster and BFM is short for Big Fat Meanie. And if you're a SpongeBob connoisseur, then you can refer back to the boating school episode where Patrick goes to boating school with SpongeBob and he calls Mrs. Puff a Big Fat Meanie. Hmm. Um, little piece of trivia for you. Hmm. Uh, this podcast is very informational, so mm-hmm. you'll be able to take a lot of it. I thought that meant something totally different. I am so glad for the clarification you're of this. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so... Uh, anyways, within the first week that I, actually the first day, the first day I started on this farm, BFM really found deep-rooted pleasure in attacking me. Has BFM ever attacked anyone else here at the table? Absolutely, he has. But he gave me some pretty bad stress afterwards because it did not make me particularly happy to be around him. Um, but uh, being around him for me is a risk just because... The more he attacks me, the more stressed out it makes me about being around him and chickens in general. But I think also the horses are a risk just because I know, firstly, they're very big in size and they're very powerful and they have the capacity to do a lot of damage if they want to, but they're very also peaceful animals. So unless I'm doing something or some outside force causes a stir, they're going to be very kind and very considerate but it's just a a thing in the back of my mind oh if this animal wanted to it could probably kick my rib cage out of my body but you know i don't think that's anything that they really <laughs> particularly think about every morning oh absolutely. i think that what we have to do um as a partner with the animals is to respect their behavior learn their behavior and know how to best work around them and train them to work around us. I agree. I think that's a good point. Hmm. Bill, any thoughts? Hmm. Hmm? Okay. Hmm. Okay, that's a thought. Um, 
Okay, so Bill, you were chomping at the bit at this. Do mm. you agree with the phrase "no risk, no reward"? Um, yes, on a sliding scale, asymptotically, I would think so. Yes, you can go all the way down. If you don't get up in the morning, there's no reward. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as a general rule, yeah, you can. In the morning or in the afternoon? Or in the afternoon. <laughs> because some people really like to sleep in until the afternoon, but I won't name names. Captain. Uh, some people don't get home until <laughs> late morning. Very, late morning. <laughs> that's a that's an important point to make as well, both sides. Um, yeah, it's a trite little phrase: "No risk, no reward." But we can, you can probably uh, find agreement with it in just about everything you do in life. Mm-hmm. Paula, what are your thoughts? No risk, no reward. Do you agree? Um, I don't think you have to have risk to have a reward. I think you can have a reward uh, without that. Is it? Give me an example. Not right off the bat, because I'm still thinking about horses and how wonderful they are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think you. What's a reward that does? What's a reward? Um, it could be anything. It could be a reward for uh, by. Uh, purchasing a book um, that I want to read. Um, it could be uh, uh, having a cup of tea in a quiet moment. I guess my risk could be I could forget the kettles on, burn the house down. Uh, or I could spill boiling water on me and burn myself. But I try to not have that big of a risk in making a cup of tea you try to minimize risk just like you you subconsciously do most of the time in life but i don't think you have to have risk to have a reward i really don't uh i can finish a project and that's a reward and i don't see a big risk or any well, throughout risk. the project it might have been very risky like you're splitting logs it's very rewarding to have a pile of logs but it was risky during the process but i'm rewarded at the end of it yeah, but I could sit down and stitch a piece of canvas, uh, a needlepoint canvas, and Why, not just the have... other day, I remember you stitching, and you said, oh! And I said, my goodness, what's going on? She goes, I dropped my needle. <laughs> and of course... <laughs> but I found my needle! Sit? I think it's risky to sit on a needle. That's what I think. I don't know. <laughs> but it wasn't that I found the needle. But there was a point in time where everybody said, don't move. True. But that is so, oh, God, that's just minute. That's minute. So you'd more like uh, to agree that you want to modify no risk, no reward. No, I don't, actually, because I just think that, I mean, what am I risking by taking another breath and oxygenating my body? You know, sucking in a bug. <laughs> well, then, then we all need to like. Life is a as a evolved creature is all about risk. You got here because of risk. You exist because of risk. I, I, if it's hidden risk or it's subconscious risk or it's uh, it's uh, it's behind the veil, behind the curtain, it's still risk. It's still there all the time. But I don't ever think, oh boy, this is going to be Doesn't risky. Doesn't mean it's not risky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you can... If you're 16 years old and you steal your dad's car and it's a Porsche and you drive 120 and the cop pulls you over and you go, what are you thinking? And the kid looks at him and says, I don't know, it's just fun to go fast. 
Now me, I would feel risky going a risk. I would feel an elevated sense of risk if I was driving 120 miles per hour. And 60 years old? No, 64 years old. Oh. Well, not that I'm 64. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 64 and a uh, half. <laughs> so it's all. So everything. Uh, my point simply is: is a 16-year-old doesn't assess risk in the same way that you or I would. Uh, another classic is a, an elderly individual going in to take a shower. Uh-huh. Already they're at that point. Like if I go in and do this, I could slip and fall. They're aware of that risk. But a three-year-old going in, to t- it's like, oh, bath time. Well, then, so at a certain age, you don't recognize risk, maybe. Well, no. Again, it's a variation on your perception. Uh, because if you, walked, if you walked up to an airplane and the engines were spinning, I would, and the, the motor was spinning, you walked in front of it, I'd faint. I, I, it would be appalling to me to do that. Until, I would never do that. I know that, but people do it actually regularly. They walk in front of an engine and actually bad things happen now and then. But the point is, the, because you do not realize there's a risk, does not mean there is not a risk in a given situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I agree with some of that, but I still don't think you have to have um, take a risk Where's the reward? For every reward. I'm, for I'm reward. looking okay, I'm looking at a photo, and my reward is my memory of that. I You risk, when you look at that, what photo are you looking at? That photo over there. Which photo over there? The photo of, of the little one jumping. You know, you, you know what you risk looking at that? Bringing back a, you risk at that, you look it back, and you go, oh, my God, I remember that. Oh, my God, it was so bad that day. My mother, um. Uh, Stepped on a bee. <laughs> um, actually, I remember Dredging quite fondly up. that was a wonderful day. That just happened to be that, but you risked. But then looking that's back looking at the negative. Memory. I don't want to look at the negative. I want to look at the positive. I want to look and say, oh. Jordan, jump you know. in here. Okay, I was going to. Thank you. Um, I do find some agreement with Paula. You're supposed to be moderating. You don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to take a risk to get a reward because I think sometimes. Give me an example of a reward. A reward is like peace of mind. You can know by not taking a risk like, oh, well, I don't have to worry about the possible outcome of um, losing something or messing something up. There can be peace of can mind. Can you please define reward? Um, Dictionary.com. Just a moment, please. <laughs> like, uh, I would say an incentive. Um, not necessarily monetary, but um, something that would bring you some kind of added benefit okay. or Can pleasure. Can a feeling be a reward? See, you, yes. guys are com- you guys are, are mixing up reward for... Emotion. Yes, here, for this instance, number two, the first, uh, the first definition is a sum of money offered. We know that's not right. But two, something given or received in return or recompense for service, merit, hardship, etc. You see? There, in other words, you've got to get the definition down of what a reward is. If you're sitting here and you're going, I have a lovely feeling in my brain. Well, that's, you didn't take any risk. And that's not really a reward. That's just a good feeling. A reward, you didn't do anything to get the good feeling. It just bubbled up. I agree with that, but I think a feeling can be a reward. To me, peace of mind is a reward. A reward for what? 
If you're having a piece of, if for instance, if you're if you're sitting there and you go and you have a peaceful thought or a peaceful moment, right? Mm-hmm. You take five minutes for yourself. Why is that a reward? You know why? Because you've been busting it all day long, all week, all semester, and you go, aha, a quiet moment. You have been rewarded for risks you previously took, and that's why you get to enjoy that moment, or that's why that moment means so much to you. But is that really a risk? What's define risk? We already did. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Paula, have you checked out on this podcast already? This is only episode one. (laughs) No, I'm thinking back to that wonderful day I had while I was jumping that horse. Okay, first that was really nice. We we moved on from the horses, and now we moved on from the lovely picture. Let's move on from this question. Okay, Um, fine. Yes, let's go deep. All right. Should people try to be more cautious in life or more risky in life? That's an individual thing. Mm-hmm. That really, I, I feel, is a very individual thing because Bill is a far riskier person in some arenas. Um, and in other arenas, I am more comfortable taking a bigger risk. So um, I, I think that's just a real Read individual. Read the again. Should people try to be more cautious or more risky? It is a rather vague question. I mean, are we saying that an individual starting out in a neutral position, they should need to become more cautious or more risky? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or if it's a, if I'm a, if I'm drinking a six pack a day and snorting a couple lines and driving fast in my car, arguably for yourself and society's um, health, you should probably throttle it back. Um, I would say if you're starting out in a neutral position, mm. should you um, live your life on more of a risky level or more of a cautious level? Perhaps it de- depends where you are in your life. Okay. I mean, if you're 84, you're probably leaning towards, just like your investments, lo- lower volatility. Mm-hmm. If you're 37, you're probably leaning towards higher volatility. Because you're supposed to, that you're going to have a longer lifespan at 37, and you can make up for some of the uh, oopses that may occur along the way. At 84, you're thinking about, hey, I want to be comfortable. I want to share a little bit. I want to enjoy, you know, I don't need to toil as as uh, hard as I always have. And, um, you know, I don't have to get out there in all that heavy traffic, I can go any time of the day I want. It's really a case-specific question. Mm-hmm. I agree wholeheartedly. You know, it's just every situation would have to be. I mean, if you hadn't risked going to work uh, on a farm and getting out of the air-conditioned splendor of the the front desk, oh my gosh. you would have never learned about a Phillips. That's absolutely right. And so, at some point, I think I'm going to go into more depth about the vet office because I... <laughs> had yet another nightmare where I am back at the vet as an employee. And that was last night, but that's, that's beside the Have point. you ever had any nightmares about being a farm worker? No, those, those were not nightmares. Those were daymares. <laughs> um, <laughs> those were actual double, occurrences. Uh, that's a double entendre, though, because mare is also I know, uh, yes. Horse. That's a, that was a good play on words. Um, Thank you. I want to say... Yes, but I can't think of a particular one that I had. If if it, if I did, it would probably be like a horse got I've out had or something, something to do with since chickens. that has happened to me before. Or, or diesel and gasoline. 
that will also get to the podcast <laughs> on some point. Um, but I, I definitely think back to when I pursued this job that I was taking a big risk because it was so out and left field compared to what I was doing before that I was really worried like, oh, if I don't, if I can't make it within the first few days, like, am I going to quit and then just like retreat into something more comfortable? Fake it till you make it. Exactly. Um, and I think that definitely helped with my first day on the farm where as my first activity, we decided to castrate <laughs> pigs. And I think that was... That was the first risk I ever took on this farm. Was I mean, where do you go from there, right? I think you can only go up from yeah. that point <laughs> if that's where you start your journey. It was a bold day on your part. You did very well. Thank you. No, Thank you. you, you were an finish. excellent surgical assistant. You were. Thank you. Yeah. It was revealing. Compared to other things I've seen on this farm, it was probably one of the worst. Uh, mostly because that was like one of the first really visual and interactive experiences I had with animals and it was just a lot at once and it was very personal as well I felt I think all men feel very the castration is very personal do you know what happened to the testicles uh we fed them to chickens oh that's right we did actually yes but we didn't feed all of them to chickens we we tossed a couple on the roof yeah Folks, this is a multi-dimensional podcast. It is, and uh, there will be little censoring of, of what we say. I say potential. I mean, this is PG thirteen. This is a P, I, but this I is say. actually I can't this say is testicle? a no. You can you say can testicle if you want, but I would prefer you not put it into any inappropriate context. No problem. Testicle. So this is a thing when you work on a farm. It is an everyday potential life, death. In the morning, something could be alive, and in the afternoon, it could be dead. And that's just, that is life. That's the way it works on the farm. Castration is a part of that. Isn't that the way it works in, in uh, all life, human life involved? You can wake up in the morning and be dead in the afternoon. Yeah, but if you're only a family of two or four uh, versus having, you know, hundred animals, um, and having a fox that's hungry come around your coop. Um, there, I think there's a little difference. You have a, maybe a higher statistically, uh, opportunity to, to experience a birth or a death. Um, so I think a farm is a real, uh, um, a book on life and you have the opportunity to embrace every risk and every reward that's out there Um, and you learn so much a farm is such a a rich environment for learning are you a farmer I'm always trying to be (laughs) I love it I I definitely agree that Farming is a, is a risky job in the profession to be in. Um, and I also agree, Bill, that in life in general, uh, just everything that we do can be a risk. Farming um, is risky? Yeah, I, I believe in that. If Especially if, like, if farming is your sole income, like right now what's happening with farmers with tariffs on imports and exports, 
farming is an extremely risky business to be in because you don't know if you're going to be reaping what you sow. Interestingly enough, it's one of the few jobs in the United States that comes with a government-backed insurance. So if you have a crop loss and you've paid into the program, you can actually get paid. How many manufacturing, uh, medical, any other jobs in the country can you actually buy insurance from uh, supported by taxpayers, subsidized? Uh, for to protect your income, it's a very interesting um, uh, area that a farmer enjoys. I agree, it's risky, but as if you opened a shop downtown making tacos or hamburgers, uh, that's also quite a risk. You're risking everything as well, but you don't. You, there's no way the government's going to subsidize your uh, your existence. I agree. I think that's a good point. Um, but I also in fact right now the uh, the the uh, the one area that's getting bailed out by the U.S. government because of the tariffs are farmers. They're getting billions of dollars given to them because they've been economically injured by the tariffs because of the Chinese not buying the grains. But the government is paying out billions of dollars. I think they just released another 19 billion dollars to farmers because they've been injured. Can you imagine that if you were a newspaper boy on your route and you got flooded out four days? Think anybody's going to pay your back wages? No, but I think I, I have no quarrels with the government issuing out that money. I, I, Why not? Farming is such an important job, and it's such an honest thing. Is it, is it not important to be an ER doctor or nurse? Abs- How about being a teacher? <laughs> Those are important jobs as well. I see. But- Policeman? Policeman as well, yeah. Fireman. Fireman, yes. Uh, assembly line worker making cars. Yes. Okay. But I see a trend here. <laughs> important on different levels and different contexts. And, and we know. But only farming. one of those is bailed out. Only one has its risk. Well, we know. Subsidized by the U.S. taxpayer. We know the farming system well because, and I say we, I mean you guys mostly, uh, because you're involved in the farming system and you're very hands-on with it but like a er doctor we don't know like the ins and outs of that job so we don't know what added benefits or drawbacks there are to the job Hmm. so it's a little bit different i think Hmm. um but let's i I think i'm just going to interject here as far as Mm -hmm. the farming threats um i think that the you know the tariffs are man-made i think the biggest threat right now is ignoring um, the global climate change that is being experienced and sounds risky and the impact that actual human beings and our behavior has on uh, the climate. Um, we can't just think about, oh, what's happening in my backyard. We have to think globally on climate change. And um, I think these politicians. Is it risky to not? Acknowledge climate change? I oh, absolutely. I believe so, yes. Yes. Yeah. You guys have to know, Bill was like really ecstatic the second Paula mentioned climate change. He got <laughs> he got really happy. He's very passionate about climate change. Well, that brought it right thing. in there. It just slipped it right into the conversation. You're talking about farmers and shoo, right there, number two spot, you know? But I, I agree ignoring climate change is a risk. Ignoring a lot of things, I believe, is a risk. Um, just in general. I think that's what politicians do best. 
they pretend risks or they ignore risks or they elevate risks. And that's the only way to, I think the easiest way to get someone uh, emotionally involved in something is either to, to declare a risk, to increase the true risk of it, or to tell you to ignore the risk. And that's what they use all the time. Think of one subject where it's not, where it's uh, <laughs> abortion, um, climate change, war, everything is an elevation or a, a suppression of the level of risk. I agree. I think that's a very, very good point to make. I agree wholeheartedly. Paul, what's next? What's next? Okay, another question. Mediator. All right, what's a risk you've taken that didn't work out well? Oh, that's personal. <laughs> <laughs> How many can I yeah. count? <laughs> I thought this was only a 45-minute podcast. No, I mean, uh, you don't have to go too far in depth. It can, it can just be really brief. Um, well, I think uh, certainly relationships that uh, didn't work out. Um, had a lot of reward of learning on those. Uh I'll have to really think about, um, because when I do make a decision on something, I ponder and ponder and ponder on it. Is that um, risky? Missing the opportunity? Probably so on some stuff. And then some stuff, whoa, I'm so glad I didn't make that decision. Huh. I'm not sure. I'm, William? I split wood once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Yes. He crushed his hand in a log splitter, um, splitting wood for friends. But and that, that just was goes, horrible. That, that just horrible. goes to show understanding the risk, but for a micro, um, uh, just a, a split second, or not actually a very small time of misdirection, that the 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 risk that you thought you had whatever it is the risk that you thought you had controlled or you were mm -hmm. your awareness of it mm -hmm. and it slipped away and all of a sudden it was far riskier than you had uh, your calculus had provided and you know. you, you don't realize at the time that actually changes everything or not everything that's an exaggeration it changes minute things in your life that at one point they were so easy and now your shirt. is is a task. Yeah, it's a long-lasting impact. Yeah. Of anybody that's had any money at all to invest mm -hmm. uh, clearly knows about risk. Yeah. And, and they're not successful 100% uh, of the time. So. Are you willing to talk about it is, I think, part of that question. <laughs> well, most people that gamble, you only hear when they win. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But that's always risky. I think... Back to I was 16 and I was looking for my first job and I applied at a Wendy's in LaGrange and this was before South Carolina LaGrange South Carolina LaGrange Kentucky uh, <laughs> the commute would have been a bear for South Carolina <laughs> but um I think of and this was before they they recently remodeled the Wendy's and it looks really nice now this Wendy's was a pile of crap. Oh, like, dear, are we allowed to say that? You can say crap as much as you want. No, Wendy's. Oh, yeah, I don't care. Um, <laughs> he did good things for adopting children. <laughs> um, but I think 
back to that time i applied i got the job i started like the next day i think and i spent like four hours in this little cubicle office in the back of the restaurant doing tutorials on the fry oh. station and then videos yeah it oh. was miserable and then the next day i came in and worked the fry station mm. and that was one of the worst what were you getting paid your the reward what was the reward for the risk the risk 725 an hour mm. which was so not enough for that job i don't think that's a living wage uh well this was like five four about four years ago mm. so that was minimum wage at the time was 725 no living wage oh no but for a 16 year old yeah that's enough but i remember someone i knew from school came in and i was like hunched over the fries and i was starting to sweat and i was like <laughs> the sweat can't get on the fries and i can't wipe it off because then i just look inhuman and uh there was a guy at the cashier who was a total sob and he was yelling at me to get the stuff for him i wanted to kick him in the groin so bad but um i just remember i was like i can't wait to get out of here and i think i'd been working that fry station for like four hours when i got a 15 minute break and i called my parents and i was like i need to quit this job and my mom had like the slightest bit of disappointment in her voice but she's like i understand like it, it's not for everyone and it's gonna be fine did you give them notice oh uh, i gave them like <laughs> 10 minutes notice <laughs> And now, a word from our sponsors. As you well know, podcasts are infamous for having the same three sponsors for everything. Stamps.com, Blue Apron, and Squarespace.com represent basically the sponsors for every single podcast ever. Because no one listens to this podcast yet, I will be bringing you sponsors from very out of the blue places and things that you probably wouldn't think of for ads, but need to be reminded about anyways. So without further ado, here are a couple of today's sponsors. This ad is brought to you by Walls. They're not just for hanging things or separating countries. They're also for leaning against to try and look cool and for punching holes in. So next time you want to lean back or attack, choose a wall. This podcast is also brought to you in part by the toilet. Toilets. Unlike myself, they'll take it and deal with it. So, quick announcement. Uh, being the unprepared podcaster that I am, I did not bring a charger with me. So we are now recording off my phone, so I apologize for the transition and audio quality, but it has been brought to my attention. I should give a little niceness to Wendy's. Um, not the Wendy's I worked at because I saw too much, but they do have nice burgers and their Frosties are pretty good. I really like their Frosties. I mean, they're horrible for your hypo, you know, your, uh, your, uh, pancreas and stuff. The insulin dump, wham, but, uh, they're tasty. They taste pretty good. Yeah. Especially good. on a hot day. I mean, it's risky, but. Depending on your dietary needs. Uh, needs, yes, yes. I, I agree. But, but you requirements. Know, the reward is pretty good. It's a, it's a very nice There you go. Okay, there you go. There, the full circle there. So we are going to play a fun 
fun game. Very first, can I get a drum roll, please? We're going to play Modern Slime today, and so the way this game works... Is this a risk and reward? I think so, yeah. Oh, it is. It is. There's a lot on the line for your guys' reputations right now. Gigi's Cupcake. Oh, but this is not to, <laughs> I don't know about cupcakes. Maybe this is, cupcakes. This is not directly related to risk and reward. No, no. I see. Okay. The pressure's off, in other words. So yes. correct. Okay. I'm going to give you 20 words. I see. Uh, and you're going to give me a definition. Okay. And then we will reconvene and go over the correct definitions um, whoever gets the most right wins. Oh, we have to write this down? No, 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 no. Oh, no. We we'll just um, say it. You're just going to say it. I see. And then also um, there is time. So there's no time limit, but I'm going to time you mm. um, as to how many you can get right. Mm. Can, okay. we, can we work together on this as a this team? This is going to be separate. So oh. I'm going to do both of you at one time. Okay. And studio audience, uh, I would greatly appreciate <laughs> if you could document uh, just how many I think Bill and Paula to, each get correctly. I think you should admonish the studio audience to chill out a little. They're a little... <laughs> I, get, uh, get back in the bleachers. <laughs> I apologize for the sudden just comeuppance to the studio audience for putting you on the spot like this, but... Studio audience, I greatly appreciate your help. <laughs> All right, so if I may be so bold, Belle, would you mind stepping out of the room? Just oh. because I don't want you to copy any of Paul's answers. Okay, I got you. Okay, right, so okay. Am I, do you want me to go in the soundproof booth? Yes. Uh, yeah, the one that's right off of the luxury bathroom, please. Yes. Go put your bikini on for the bathroom or the bathing room uh, contest. All right, so I'm going to be fair. I'm going to be pretty lenient. So if you think she gets the definition, you can give it to her. Oh, um, but I will be timing it. So okay. Okay. Um, I'll spell it out for you in case you can't read my chicken scratch handwriting. Okay. Um, but uh, are you ready to play? Uh, I am ready. Okay. Yes. On your mark, get okay. set, go. Fat, P-H-A-T. Fat. Oh, I think that's, like, really good. Oh, man, that's fat. That's good. Okay, all right. Lit. L-I-T. Oh, I think that's drunk. Okay, okay. Uh, swole. S-W-O-L. Swole. Swole. I done swole it. <laughs> um, <gasps> I, I swole is... Oh, I think that's, uh, like, I swear. I'm telling the truth. I swole. Okay. T. Best little dog ever in the whole entire world. Okay, that's a correct answer. Uh, yeet. Yeet. Uh, yeet. Hungry. Hungry. Okay, hungry. Okay. Dank. Dank. Well, in my world, that would mean wet, stinky. Ooh, dank. Um, in your world, could that possibly mean... Slang for damn. Oh, okay, we'll come back. Thirsty. There's. I really want it. I'm. I'm really into that, and I really want it. Okay. Not that I need a beverage refreshment. Okay. Uh, dead. Oh, that's so passe. That's just like old school. You know. Oh my God, that's a really dead idea. Okay. Sus. S U S. Ooh, that's suspect. Okay. Salty. Salty. Ooh, that's kind of like sassy. Okay. Woke. 
woke. Woke is about going woke. I woke up. Uh, I woke. Um, oh, I had an idea. Okay. I say, oh, I woke up with an idea. Savage. Savage. Oh, savage. A good-looking person is a savage. I think that's what that means. Loki. I have a horse named Loki. <laughs> <laughs> that's L-O-K-I. Uh, uh, but Loki. 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 Oh, keep it under the table. Tell, like, don't, don't tell this. Okay. This is secret. Okay. Fleek. Or, no, that's not fleek. Flex. Well, that used to be a word that meant bendable. Uh, flex, flex. Why don't you flex with me? Uh, I'll say to, like, give somebody a ride. Okay. <laughs> the OG. Oh, my gosh. I should know this because I think there is a character called the OG. Uh... I'm going to say, oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, meal. Meal. That kind of sounds like meal. Like, that person is meal. Okay. I'm going to say mean. Okay. Snack. Go to your shack, snack. <laughs> I don't know. Is that your house? Is that your house? Is it snack your house? <laughs> thick. Oh, thick with two C's. Thick. Oh, stupid. Okay. And whoa. Whoa. Okay, well, in my barn world, that means stop. Uh, and you're living out there in the world world. Uh, that would be whoa. Um, whoa. Cool. Okay. Three minutes, 44 seconds. You knew more than I thought you really? did. Really? But there were right? some where I was like, no. Um, Maya, how many points do we give Paula? I said four. What? Four points? I four surely points. got more than that. Okay, we'll go over what words mean what after Bill's done. But do I have to leave? If you actually, you can stay as long as you promise not to give any reaction or anything to what Bill says. I better leave. Okay. Whoops. <laughs> okay. Pardon me. That was my chair. You're fine. William. Oops. Some of them she didn't okay mm -hmm. well. Welcome back into the studio, Bill. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much. All right, so I will give you a word, you give me a definition. I see. Um, Paula did three minutes and 40 seconds. I see. She got four points. I see. So she got 20%. Um, I see. I think you're going to do roughly the same. I if see. I'm being perfectly honest, but I hope for the best. Uh, me too. Okay, all right. So This is risky. This is risky. I like, I like your incorporation of the word. Mm. All right, so I'm going to start in three, two... One go. Fat. P H A T. Uh, it has something to do with uh, uh, money. Okay. Lit. Uh, it was like a great party. It was happening. Okay. Swole. Not a clue. 
uh, any kind of guess? Uh, sure was uh, uh, out there. Okay. <laughs> Tea. Uh, something you drink. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeet. Uh, something you eat. <laughs> Who are we, Dr. Seuss? Um, dank. Uh, that's, uh, like, uh, it's a good term, uh, but it's like, let's say shit is dank. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, thirsty. Thirsty! Okay. I need something to drink. Uh, okay. Um, dead. Dead. Not breathing. <laughs> Sus, S-U-S. Oh, I know this. It means uh, suss it out. Think, uh, think it through. No. Huh. Uh, salty. Salty. Uh, I. That means uh, uh, in the groove. You know, it's a, that is salty, man. That's like salty. <laughs> uh, woke. Woke means you're in the moment. Okay. Uh, what did I? Savage. Uh, 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 rifle company. Okay. Um, low key. Uh, underneath the radar. Okay. Um, flex. Uh, flexible. Okay. I can do anything. Um, the OG. Oh, the OG. I've heard this. Um, uh, I don't know. Any, uh, any kind of guess. Um, the OG. Uh, uh, uh it's it's a uh, happening. Gnarly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, meal. Eat something you eat. Oh. <laughs> Snack. <laughs> Something you eat between meals. <laughs> this is not thick. Uh, thick. Oh, uh, that has um, something. Uh, something. A uh, thick. That means. Uh, that means it's probably another. It's it's another it's another superlative. It means good things. Okay. Um. Whoa. Whoa. Means sometimes people think it means stop, but other times it means wow, incredible. Okay, then. All right. You were at 2 minutes, 27 seconds. Three. Three points. That's Three, uh, more than I thought you got. You took this game very literally, which I think is a good... Well, almost have to. If somebody says meal, there's only one thing it means. There's not. And we're going to go over that in just a minute. Um, would you mind calling for Paula, please? Paula! All right, so... Results, Paula, you had four points, and I believe three minutes, 40 seconds. Bill, you had three points, and you were at, like, a minute, 40 seconds. Ooh, so flashing hot man. He was very... He took a risk. He was very literal, literal, like he didn't try and substitute anything. Um, but let's go over all the words. So, fat, that's, like, very cool, big, but not in, like, relation to people, like... That party was fat. Would be like, oh, it was a huge party. I thought it actually had it. It actually sta stood for something. No. <laughs> In the old days, it did. Uh, lit. I think both of you guys got that. Very popular. Very cool. I think you said think. drunk. Um, <laughs> pretty hot. It and tempting. can be. What? Pretty hot and tempting. That's the original of fat. That's not the current. Current. Uh, swole is like really big muscular it's usually about a person like oh that guy looks swole like, oh. he's muscular mm. t i give you a bonus because yes, our you. specialty um but it's like gossip 
or like the dish. It's like, oh, it actually oh, means something. Yeah. I thought you were just talking <laughs> no. about wonderful tea. No, gotcha. it's like, oh, uh, are you going to like spill the tea? Like, are you going to... Makes sense, actually. Yeah, give some out. secrets. Yeah. Um, tea leaves. Yeet is like, no. Or like strong avoidance. Like, oh, you want to go like scoop some muck? Like yeet, no. Like, I don't want to do that. Makes sense there. Dank is like very cool. Or just like <laughs> the guy said, stinky sweat. I got that stinky one. I think. Wet. I think Did he I said dank that? was cool. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I've heard the boys use that actually. Thirsty. That means what it means. No, that's like a. You're like desperate for something, or you really want it. A lot of times, it's used in like a relational context, like, oh, like she makes me so thirsty. Like I really want to be with her, or something like that. Okay, honey. So when I say. Hey, hon, I'm really thirsty. You want, you want <laughs> Gatorade or water? water. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Dead, um, that's Means like dead. extreme euphoria. Like, oh, that joke was so funny. I'm dead. It's like, oh, I can't laugh anymore because, like, I'm deceased. Like, well, then dead means dead. Did I get no, you do not get <laughs> Bill, you do not do not be mean to the studio audience. You, there's... Did our studio audience really know this stuff too? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Our studio okay. audience is in the know. Okay. Um, sus. I think you, Bill, you didn't get this okay. one, but Paula, you yeah. did. Shady or suspicious? Uh, That's sus. No, I was way up. Salty is. I don't think either of you got that. I really. I was getting. I was writing on you guys getting this one. Sour or like sassy. Someone's really salty. Oh well, that's true. That's a that's a normal. Uh, that's, well, that's a normal. Yeah, d description of a of, personality. Yeah, the salty uh, language, salty uh, mm -hmm. behavior. Yeah, sure. I didn't get that. I, I think, think so. he did. I think she did. Oh, she I did. Think so, yeah. Maybe I was she just thinking sassy. of Bill's answer. So put another little. Uh, I counted. She oh, you did. did. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. And salty also means salty. Maybe. <laughs> uh, woke, very aware, up to date. I think I, think, I got that. I one. think Bill, you did get that one. Paula, you said being awake or no well what did you say for woke i done woke up yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think that was uh savage i think you said that was attractive yeah bill what did you say for savage? gun manufacturer oh <laughs> both were incorrect it's like very mean or offensive in relation to a person savage is also a gun manufacturer well that's not the savage context. arms it's like oh like if i like roasted someone it's like wow He's so savage to, like, talk to someone like that. Oh. Um, Low-key, you both got It's, like, not much hype, uh, kind of discreet. It's, like, the not Under a big deal. Table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, flex, neither of you got. Uh, strength someone has. So, like, if, like, um, you're doing, like, stitching, Paula, I'd be like, oh, look at that flex. Like, you're flexing, like, doing that stitching because you do it really well. That makes like, sense. Like, that's a flex. It actually makes I sense. I don't. I, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Yeah, you're um, flexing your abilities. Because when you flex your muscles, it's like you're showing you're off. You're showing off. Oh, gotcha. So, okay. um, OG is like the original, yes. the first to do something. What did oh. I say? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Isn't there a character named OG? The OG? Not the... Like from Joyzy? <laughs> yeah, there is. I think There's so. There's a show. Yeah. Okay. Maybe from Jersey Shore. Um, Meal, neither of you really got... Um, it's better than a snack. It's someone who's good enough to last a while. Like, you, this person is very attractive, and they are more than just a fling. You were like, oh, that person looks like a whole meal. I could be with them for a while. And then... Honey, you look like a whole meal. Oh, so sweet. With dessert. 
<laughs> snack is less than a meal. It's like a short time playing. It's someone that wouldn't last. Like maybe a uh, one night stand. Like oh, that person's like okay, I could be with them for a little bit. You were never my snack. <laughs> um, thick is like big, fat, stocky. It's like oh, that guy's thick. Like thick. I thought kind mentally of. thick. I most people put a K at the end. I don't know why people spell it with C. And the woe is a dance move. It looks like you're turning a wheel. And I don't do it well, but I like to do it. It's like that. Like, that's kind of the woe. I got you. If you guys could see me now, you would be so proud. But... Like this? (laughs) Oh, my God. What about the knob on your tractor? Could you just do it one-handed? That can, that's called a whirl. That's that would a, be yeah, like a, a different a whirl. Oh, <laughs> that would be a different dance move. But like, what was like two, and it's like that, or some people do like, or something like uh, where it's like the hands go under each other or something. I don't get it. I, I say only, whoa back, which is technically correct in a different context. Um, but thank you both for playing. Uh, very good time. It was very illuminating, actually. Yes, um, it was. We'll try and incorporate that into work life. Yeah. Um, and thank you both very much for being on the podcast. Okay. You were lovely guests to have. I'm sorry about technical difficulties early on and during the podcast. So we're going to have a tech rep next time. We will have a tech rep next time. Um, and thank you to Maya, our lovely studio audience. Clapper, drummer, scorekeeper. Mediator. Um, mediator. Uh, thank you all for being here. It was great. It was very. Uh, I, it was my honor to be in on the first one. It, indeed, it was an honor to be in on the first one, and I would uh, suggest you have a wonderful radio voice. Thank you. And you have a good uh, presence. Yes. Thank you. It, yes, very professional. Rolling. Yes. Thank you. You, you try to uh, wheel everybody in. It Thank you. Be very dead space on a talk show if the uh, if the uh, the moderator didn't. You know, Not with William around. <laughs> There's always something yeah. to say. Yeah. But um, I'll give all of you a five-second PSA if you want. Anything on your mind. Public service announcement. As a, like, so, send-off. Paula, yeah, all kinds of anything you want to say, you got five seconds. Yes. Let's all be kind to one another. Let's vote he who must not be the named out. Time for you. <laughs> be cool, stay in school. All right. Maya, anything to add? Okay. Thank you very much for tuning in to Geister's Guidelines. I hope to see you again next time.